Backstage Pass is made possible by Mauer Productions On Stage, producers of the classic musical Men of La Mancha, opening Friday, February 6, 2009, at the Kelsey Theater in West Windsor, New Jersey. Hello, and welcome to Backstage Pass, the podcast that provides a behind-the-scenes look at community theater in central New Jersey. I'm John Maurer, and I'll be your moderator for this session. Today we're talking about NJ Act, the New Jersey Association of Community Theaters. For over 35 years, NJ Act's mission has been to celebrate outstanding accomplishments in New Jersey community theater through the Perry Awards. Originally founded by Perry Morgan in 1973 as the Avi Awards, the organization went through several transformations over the years, finally becoming NJ Act in 2003 and naming the organization's coveted award after its original founder. Today, NJ Act has nearly 150 member theaters. During the 2007-2008 theater season, the organization's 196 volunteer reviewers evaluated over 250 productions around the state, culminating in the 35th annual Perry Awards ceremony last September. The NJ Act Perry Awards have grown quite a bit over the years. What started out as a few theater friends gathering for dinner over 35 years ago has led to over 1,800 community theater performers and craftsmen gathering annually for the awards dinner and theatrical production. Today, my guests are Amy Levine and Patrick Starega, the newly elected president and vice president of NJ Act. They're here to talk about the organization, where it is today, and what's in store for the future. Amy, Patrick, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Now, let's start off with Perry Morgan, the founder. What was that you thought inspired Perry to found the organization in the first place? Perry has always said his idea originally was to put together a gathering of friends and acknowledge the work that was done in community theater, and that's basically what it started off by doing. It started from literally in the basement of his home to growing into a small restaurant, dessert, and then it just kind of grew from there. He did come this uh, last year in 2000. The 34th. The 34th. He did come uh, for the first time uh, with his family, and he was extremely proud and extremely overwhelmed. He gave a speech that night, and he was just amazed that at that point we had 750. Uh, He couldn't believe that something that grew out of a couple of friends having drinks in his basement talking about the shows that they saw. Let's face it, back then, how many shows could they have seen? 35, 40? And now we review close to 300 shows a year, and all of a sudden there were 750 people in the same room celebrating theater under his name. He was very proud. He went around that night and introduced himself to every single table. (laughs) (laughs) Now, with the size of the organization now, what do you think the role that NJAC plays in community theater? I believe that New Jersey Community Theater has always been a great way to network through the Perry Awards, whether or not uh, my first experience was in 86, 1986, and that was when it was ACT, which was the Association of Community Theater, and I'd never really heard of the organization before until I was nominated, and it was at the Huntington Hills Playhouse. I remember that. And I saw people that I had not seen in, you know, 10 years at this event which I was nominated for an award and 
I spent the entire evening just going around and talking to people that I hadn't seen in so long. And it was, it's a great way to, ne- and uh, then I got jobs for choreographing and right. started working with people that I had friends that I hadn't seen in so long. So I think the same relevance that it had back then, it still has today. It's a fabulous networking organization for everyone across the state in New Jersey theater. Now, have you, in talking to the different theaters, heard stories of them who felt that they might have been isolated, they were working on their own, and now that they've been part of an organization, they're starting to get resources and help from other groups? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I get many of phone calls and emails asking, I heard such and such a theater has done Bye Bye Birdie, and we're in the process of doing it. Do you know if they would have their costumes or their props? Can you let us know? And again, through networking and contacts, they would be able to hook up and help each other. Um, in talking to friends in other states, when I speak about my involvement in NJ Act, which as a board member started in 2003, they're amazed how community theater is not only alive, but well supported in New Jersey. You can't, you know, drive 10 miles in New Jersey without some community theater doing some show in some church basement in this state, whereas in other states it's not as prevalent. So to have this type of organization that people feel a part of a bigger community, it's not just Mauer Productions on stage, it's not just Mystic Vision players, it's not just Livingston community players doing shows in their part of the state, everyone's all part of the bigger organization which encompasses the entire state. What do you think it uh, means to a theater? to be nominated for, say, a Perry Award, or any theater award in itself? The feedback that I normally get is a lot of gratification because a majority of the work that we do, as we said, is a volunteer organization. Most community theaters that um, are involved with us are a nonprofit, and not a lot of those people also do not get paid as well. So to get recognized for the work that they're doing, from props to stage management to acting, it's the feedback is, thanks for the pat on the shoulder. Thanks for the work that we've done. And I, I've i heard nothing but positive feedback from theaters who have been nominated for separate things. And we do have an award for solely a community theater, which is based on different criteria that we have, not just, you know, obviously outstanding work that they've done, but also the community service. It actually has nothing to do, that award has absolutely nothing to do <laughs> That's correct. with the quality of their productions which is what makes it different it's all about how their organization serves the community and there are some theaters that that's what they excel at and it it becomes more of a i don't want to say a social networking thing for them because it kind of belittles what they really do but they provide such community service for their communities and so it doesn't matter, you know, if their shows are the best shows you've ever seen, they take the true community theater spirit, the community in community theater spirit, and really set the examples. Yes. Almost like an outreach program, using theater to bring the using community theater, together. Yes. That's exactly right. There was a theater a couple of years ago that we gave a community theater award that was an 80-year-old theater that we had no idea that the theater was in existence for 80 years. And in that 80 years, not only did they put on shows, but they gave a lot of money back to the community and did sponsorships and did scholarships. And efforts through the wars that were... And and, and a tremendous amount of work. And once you start doing the research on some of these theaters, like you said, it's not just about the productions, it's about what gives back 
to the community. But in a, in a more tangible aspect, in the mid-90s, this little community theater up in North Jersey that bounced around, they didn't really have a home, started getting acknowledged for their work. And so for a good two, three years, you couldn't go to this award ceremony without seeing some sort of work represented by Fourth Wall. And people were so amazed by the quality of what they saw at the award ceremony, they became the hottest community theater to audition for. Their auditions would last five, six, seven hours a night. That's mm. not even callbacks. Those because there were hundreds of people wanting to audition for these theater for that theater because of what they saw at the, at the Act Awards or the Rect Awards or now the Perry Awards. Now, do you see as part of the, the networking right now more people sort of crossing over? Community theater, normally a person, an actor, would be would work with one or two theaters in their immediate area. Absolutely. I mean, we, Patrick and I both direct shows in community theater and seeing people show up from all over the state even though, like, I might be doing a show in central New Jersey, just from reputation of the theater or the reputation of the show, people will come from, you know, 40, 50 miles to come audition. And that's through word of mouth and recognition of the theaters. Of what they see in the presentation of their right. work at the Barry Awards. Mm -hmm. So can you explain to our listeners how the review process works? The process is, is extremely simple. We have a group of reviewers that review the shows based on several different specific categories. I think it's between 15 and 16 different categories. And we have a form that we've established over the years that um, the reviewer fills out and sends to our reviewer committee members. Uh, and the scores get put into a computer. And the end of the season, all the scores get compiled and the double-checked, of course, and then the top Eight scores are nominated and the highest score wins. Now, once the scores are tallied, though, at the end of the season, how do the volunteers go about producing the awards ceremony? That's a more complicated answer. <laughs> it starts in, it starts before that, but it really starts in July for a July meeting. The nomination list is compiled and given to the board members, and that's when we start. We, at that point, we will have announced where the nomination ceremony is going to be held. We have a nomination ceremony the first Saturday in August where people from all over the state come to hear the nominations read. And from that point, we're off and running, and we don't sit down until the day after the ceremony. <laughs> there's uh, rehearsals. There's, well, there's contacting all the people that have to perform that night, auditions for the opening number, getting the balloons and the DJ for the after party and booking the hotel and making sure there are enough rooms to be reserved that night and choosing the menu, getting the trophies, stuffing the certificate envelopes. It's, it's a small group of people doing a lot of work for one night. <laughs> I always compare it to basically planning a wedding. I mean, this is our... But bigger. But, but obviously for 800 people. Uh, this is our sixth year at the Doubletree Hotel in Somerset. And with this catering manager that I've been working with, it's run much like a clock. I mean, we know at this time, this is the point where we know which menu to pick out. At this point, we know this is when we order the invitations. This is when the engravers have to know the winners. This is when we know the tables have to be set up. And with the board that we have, everybody has a job. And as Patrick said, from July 1st to September 
now whatever whatever <laughs> we nonstop work and it's basically putting on a very very outstanding party in a beautiful setting that people can come and sit and have dinner and as we said network and have a terrific time and watch the people perform and uh, and hopefully win if the general public knew how much work a few people do to make this evening happen they would be amazed it's complex but like Amy said our calendar is what it is. We, it's always based on the first Saturday of August. That's always when our nomination ceremony is. So we know based on that, we have a certain amount of weeks, so the invitations have to be stuffed and ready to give to the theaters by then. So, that, so it all works off of that one day, our entire right. calendar. Now, during the course of putting all this together, though, community theater as a whole doesn't stop. It's still going on. So you, and as part of the awards, you actually have uh, presentations from the different musicals. Each year we have between 9 and 11 live musical performances. That's the nominated musical category, Outstanding Achievement, uh, Outstanding Production of a Musical, plus the Choreography Medley and the Opening Number. And that work starts the first Saturday in August. As soon as that nomination, those nominations are read, the musical director, Tony Greco, and I over the past couple of years start calling the theaters and warning them that, okay, we need you to put together a number between five and seven minutes from your nominated production of The Wiz. We need to have your music by this point. This is when your rehearsal with the, the piano player will be. And then this is when your time slot, your 15-minute time slot with the entire orchestra will be. And it, like everything else we do, it's really timed down to the second. Uh, from the first Saturday in August, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not using my AT&T rollover minutes to call Tony Greco in Tennessee to, who have you heard from? Who can we cross off the list? Who do I need to bother to make a decision? Uh, and then the, the choreographers, they get to choose um, 35 seconds of their best work. From, from their musical that they were nominated for. So it, then it's getting that music and making sure that they have time to rehearse with their people. And it's, it's very complicated, but when you see it all that night, it's very, very rewarding. It's interesting because when people see the final result, they think, okay, this must have put, put together nice and easily because when you see the Tonys on television, um, you see a musical number from the best uh, musicals that, that are nominated that year too. But those those musicals have been running all year round. A oh, show yeah. might have been nominated that they did the production in September. Almost and, a year almost prior. Almost a year prior. And now when they find out that they're nominated, the director and the producer of that show has to gather all those people and say, hey, remember back in September when we did this show? Guess what? We get to perform seven minutes of it again. And they're so, probably involved in other shows so at the time. So schedules and everything is, is obviously a huge undertaking. But again, it is what matters is the end result. And the end result is each uh, group gets a chance to shine and each group gets a chance to perform. And that's always what I keep saying, goes back to the networking for a, a theater like a Mystic Vision or a Fourth Wall to perform their show. Somebody will see that and go, wow, that's a really good quality number. I want to audition for them. I want to know who that director was. Uh, and that's director, how, choreographer, that's how the know, networking costumers. starts. So yes, it is a lot of work that we put into this, but to me, it's always based on the final results and what people are enjoying to watch. 
Yeah, we had this, the, this was the first year that our group was nominated for a musical. Mm -hmm. And when we were told, oh, we have to do seven minutes from something we hadn't done in months. <laughs> exactly. Trying, exactly. To, trying to pull together the cast, most of which were in other productions at the time and most weren't available. And some groups, like yourself, do, which I thought was great, you go all out. You threw in the costumes, you did the umbrellas, you did the whole, the whole nine yards with everything, where some groups can't get that and will have one person perform like the show-stopping number. Whatever it takes, it still is a lot of work to get that person well, also, to the rehearsal. This year, we, um, in putting everything together, we had two groups that threw us a curveball yeah. when we're trying to put this together because we assume that people want to keep it as simple as possible, and that's fine. Sim sometimes simplicity presents your best work, but this year we had two groups, one that wanted to add external sound cues uh, with voiceover work, yes. uh, uh, we didn't know if we could do that at the point. And then another group wanted to add audio visual. What, what group was that? Oh my goodness! Mauer Productions on oh, the stage, yeah, <laughs> that's right. which is something we had never ever <laughs> but we, dealt with before. We did it, but we took it as a challenge, and we were like, "Well, there's no reason we can't do this." And right. so it was great to have you guys come on board because it made us go an extra step and see what else we can do. Well, today change is a big word out there, and NJ Act is sort of undergoing a change right now, the board of directors. Mm -hmm. So do you do this every year? How does the, how's the board changing this year? Uh, we do run our organization uh, very similar to a corporation. Uh, we do have meetings. We have monthly meetings uh, to discuss any changes or anything new that is coming up, um, any ideas that... Uh, people have. We do have an election process every year and we do vote on our board and then we vote on our executive board again pretty much very similar to a company. Um, and yes this past year we did lose uh, our president that we had for the past six years and our vice president that we had for the past six years. And another original and Jack board member. And another original. So that was three. That was three altogether. I mean when we started NJ Act it did start off with myself uh, Chris Fitzgerald and Joe Shrek. So when we did lose um, those two, we already had a board of seven that was ready to take the next step and to be uh, put into certain positions as Patrick was being put into vice president. So what can the theater community expect from the new board? Are they looking for anything big in the new season? More parties. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> There will be changes. I mean, obviously, like you said, there, there will be uh, new ideas coming up. There will be new, I know for just using an example as our website, I know that our website will be uh, changed for the better. Um, right now it is run very smoothly. It was originally started by a person who kind of just did it for free and it was just a favor. I think it was Chris's relative. Chris's, yeah. it, it's run very smooth now, but now it's time to get into the millennium and to get things rolling and to get updated pictures on there and for run it more like an inf a source of information exactly mm -hmm. um, and also one of our one of the biggest goals I uh, of this board is to go to the have people be able to score the shows the reviewers to go to the website and enter their scores on the website and to simplify and to make sure that there's no mistakes you know it's com to go as completely website friendly as we can before the 2009-2010 season. Yes. Well, as a reviewer having to fill out those forms, <laughs> I would appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it also, you know, computers can make mistakes as well, but if people see that it is, we go as 100% computerized as we possibly can, 
I think it'll add a certain validity to the nominees and the winners and all that because it's not one person or two people or three people, people who can make addition mistakes doing it. It's a computer doing it and the chance of error is less. Yes. Most organizations, they have their supporters and their critics. Could you respond to those people who say that the process might be flawed and that the nominations don't really represent community theater? No system is perfect. Um, I feel that we offer a very strong service to New Jersey community theater. The strength of the system is we have very well-established trained reviewers that we send out to see these shows. But the way I've always said it from the beginning since I started in this organization is it is based on an opinion. And that is true. Um, there are shows that I have seen come and gone that surprised me a little bit here and there that were, that were uh, getting high scores, but no different than the Tonys and no different than the Oscars. When you see an actor, it is based on an opinion. As far as getting feedback from people, I mean, again, I normally get a lot of a positive feedback. I think any of the negativity does turn out to be, dare I use the word, sour grapes. <laughs> it, it can be. Yeah. Um, or people that just don't fully understand the process. People tend to speak without knowing all the facts. And they don't bother to learn the facts. And the fact of the matter is, it, this is the best system that we can possibly come up with. The only way to make this situation perfect is if the same two people saw every single musical and then two different people saw every single play and to make sure that like they had theater degrees from Northwestern and you know then it would truly be the best of the best or the truly outstanding but from what I've seen since going to this award ceremony since 86 every musical that I've seen has been a well -deserved. has been a well-deserved award we tried one year to show clips from nominated plays which was would have been wonderful but by the time we got to hour five of the evening we decided to go for brevity so we weren't <laughs> able to do that but maybe that's something we could do with our website this year is um gather video clips and that goes back to some of the changes that you we, you may see with NJAC is we are trying to be a more inclusive organization and do more for the state, the when, state being our community. When somebody asks me how does the process work, I mean, there are no secrets. I will, I will physically show them a form and show how it's done. If somebody is interested in being a reviewer because they say, oh, well, I've seen shows and this is terrible and this is terrible, well, you know, if you feel that you're qualified, come to our training seminar and sign up to be a reviewer. And then those people would come and see their shows and they would go, oh, okay. Now I'm looking for this, this, and this. And now when I look for props, I need to see this, this, and this. And people do have the light bulb get turned on their head and see, okay, now I understand what they're talking about when they say this is really, you have to, when you review a show, you see it on face value. And if you liked it, terrific. If you didn't like something, that's okay too. But the other person who comes might like something that you didn't like. And there's a checks and balances within the system as well. Um, for example, if Amy saw a show and she thought things were good, averagely good, and she's scoring around a five, where and then I go see a show and I think it's some of the best things I've ever seen and I'm scoring around a nine or ten, then the checks and balances, we see those two things and we're like, okay, well, we need to get a third opinion and sometimes a fourth opinion. Mm -hmm. And we 
we send out emails asking, has anyone seen the show? Please send us feedback, fill out an extra review, and then we look at that. So there is a checks and balance system within within our system. Because our show because our shows are being scored by points. I mean, we have seen scores where it's one by a tenth of a point. Um, yeah, the difference was like nine point zero zero two and nine point zero zero three. We do ask our reviewers <laughs> to be very, very specific. So it's one thing for it to say, Okay, I give that, you know, show an eight, but then when I really think about it and I really maybe go over my numbers again and be like, okay, maybe I'll give it an 8.2, where the second person might say, okay, I'm going to give it a 7.6, those two scores are average and it ends up being 6.333333 or something like that, right. and that can change dramatically. Well, also two things um, um, happened in the system, well, one thing happened in the system and the other one's a, com a comment that someone made. Uh, in 2003, when we expanded the board from the four people that were running it, to a larger board, I think we had eight or nine at that point, yeah. um, and we wanted to recruit new reviewers, we developed a review, reviewer criteria where not just anybody that was involved in theater could be a reviewer. They had to submit a theatrical resume right. to the board. And there are people that I turned down that had professional acting credits on their resume, but that's all they had. They were the lead in every musical they've ever auditioned for since high school, but they had no backstage experience. So to me, how are you truly going to judge an entire production? So we look for well-rounded reviewers now, and that system started in 2003 when the new board took over. Right. And we did one training seminar where a reviewer who also reviewed for the Paper Mill Rising Star program wanted to be an NJF reviewer, and this woman looked at our forms and said that our reviewer system was more strict than the Paper Mills Rising Star, mm. or, which I took as a compliment. That was great. <laughs> and, and they, not only that, but I mean, they have the manpower to do this, of course, because right. they actually do give the people who review, I think they give them a small stipend, stipend or gas money or something, which we would love to do, but obviously we can't. Uh, but I, I've seen how that works. Not only that, but they also have the time to sit and watch all the DVDs and watch all the videos of the high school musicals. And that must take an enormous amount of time. Where we have, what did we end up having? 240 shows last year to be reviewed. I don't think seven of us would have the time to watch 240 DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we've... There are always kinks in the system, but I think the way it's running now is the most smooth and the most fair. Okay, now NJ Act has had great growth over the years, become a resource and a place that people can network. So what about theaters who aren't part of NJ Act? How can they join up? As a matter of fact, we just had a new theater join up this week. Uh, what they can do is immediately contact our website, which is www.njac.org. If they are interested, they can send me um, their information of their upcoming show, and then I would send them an email to say, well, let me introduce you to how we work as far as uh, asking certain criterias, which is very simply um, making sure that you do give us between 30 and 45 days notice to uh, announce your show so we could put it onto our website. We do ask that you have a theater representative from uh, each group to be the liaison, so to speak, to know what is going on with NJ Act and the new things that are going on. Uh, we do ask that one person in their group to become a reviewer 
as well to also review other shows. Uh, two reviewers, that's right, my apologies, two reviewers. Um, but it's not like they have to fill out a long extensive form. There's no major criteria. We do ask that the theater uh, has, well, as far as a nonprofit status, they don't really have to prove they, that per se. The but... only thing that they really need to do is they cannot be a part of the New Jersey Theater Alliance, yeah. which is New Jersey's professional group of theaters. Mm. Yes. So they can't be a member of that if they have to prove that they're just a community theater. So any information that they would like to know or, or need to know is, is very self-explanatory on the website. Um, all of the emails come to myself and, and I answer every single one of them. And a lot of, a majority of the theaters do have a season. If they run like an atypical September through June, seven or eight shows, we do ask if they already have their season set to send us everything. This way everything is gonna be pre-posted, done, ready to go. Well, the theater rep does that. The, the theater, theater representative will do that. Um, and they could they can go onto our website, log in themselves, and put everything that they want. And on every that. all the information that they want. Right. What if somebody wanted to be a reviewer but wasn't a member of a specific community theater? Is that possible? Absolutely. More the merrier. Absolutely. Um, same thing. Send an email to the website or to Amy or Patrick, myself. Um, my email address has been out there across the state of New Jersey for years now. I don't think there's many people who don't know, but it's <laughs> pjscoreo at msn.com, C-H-O-R-E-O. Uh, and we ask them to send a resume, and they get pre-approved from, that, from the resume. If we need to see more from the resume, we ask them to send us more information. Once they get pre-approved, they get a copy of the manual sent to them, and then they're invited to attend a training seminar, which lasts about two hours, and we have uh, at least two of them in North Jersey and South Jersey each a year, mm -hmm. and that's it. It's a very simple process. Yeah. Well, our time is just about up. I want to thank my guests, Amy Levine and Patrick Starega, thank for you. joining us today. Thank you. Now, if any of you or your companies are interested in becoming a member of NJ Act, just send an email to admin at njact.org asking for more information. And look for the new NJ Act website coming this summer at www.njact.org. This is Backstage Pass. I'm John Maurer, and thank you for listening.